Bonsoir, Elliot. Welcome, everyone, to Bonsoir, Elliot, our Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, I'm Alex. With me, as always, is Josh. Hey, everybody. All right, and uh, let's let's get into it. Uh, just again at the top, uh, this is a spoiler-ridden uh, podcast, so if you haven't seen the episode, uh, go and watch that and then come back. All right, Josh, what should we get into first? I want to talk about Joanna and that whole mess that happened there on the street and on TV. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we see Joanna on TV basically saying, you know, my husband's been uh, completely exonerated and uh, I love him. I've always loved him. Uh, she's really just kind of like super manipulative. I, so, I mean, I, she's I, always been super manipulative. Like, yeah, that's her yeah. character. Yeah. Well, was um, her character. Well, was her character. <laughs> she, uh, She's not with this. She's not with the show anymore. Um, which I honestly can't say that I'm too upset about it. Like she, her character is just one that I hated. <laughs> I like her character. I like. I, I liked it because it was, um, a different. Like you know how we we used to speak about everyone is hacking in their own way, and right. she was she was a complete like manipulator of people. Oh, oh, sorry. I I didn't mean like I hated her character as like a character. I meant it like I meant like she, like she was just all. <laughs> I didn't like like I liked her character in the show, being a character in the show. But I was just like the whole time like she's a character that you love to hate. Oh, so, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's what I meant. Yeah, I got you. Um. So yeah, that was that was crazy too because uh, her bodyguard realizes that they're being followed and then. Talks stops to, the car. <laughs> yeah, stops the car. Yeah, to go deal with this guy, and then, uh, you know, Joanna gets shot in the head. I mean, he, was... yeah, bodyguard gets shot first. Um, she gets shot. <clears throat> that autopsy scene they showed a lot for. That was TV. so weird. I mean, that was like old school CSI. Like, here's a person's guts. Kind of, we're sawing her skull open. Like, right. Yeah. I almost thought she would live through it at first. Like maybe it just grazed the top of her head, but yeah, she's absolutely dead. There's no two yeah. ways about that. Um, it'll be interesting to see what effect that has on Tyrell. Um, because yeah, because he's super like, well, he was like dedicated to her, but you sense that he has that same level of dedication to Elliot, which is weird. Um, Maybe they have like some kind of polyamorous thing going on, or you know, maybe he's bisexual and loves both of them. Oh, loves. Well, now there's only one to love, but um, there's some kind of weird, um, you know, triangle going on for Tyrell there, and I want to see how this kind of affects him. And then also, like, is he going to ditch the project to go after getting his son back? Right. Yeah. Uh, that was the craziest thing is that uh, Dom, like after the fact, like, what are we going to do with the baby? And the guy was like, we're not going to tell anybody about the baby. Like, dude, yeah. fuck you, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, but they don't know where Tyrell is. They're like the next of kin. As far as I understand it is all overseas. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause their family. I, I think that's true. Right. Yeah. Somewhere near the Norwegian area. Right. 
Yeah, that's yeah. that sounds right. So it's uh it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, but I I her character will be missed and it'll also be interesting. I don't think the bodyguard died. No, he didn't. So well I mean we we don't know. He was definitely shot, but we uh, don't know if he lives. No, Dom it'll... Dom says that he's in recovery. Oh okay, fantastic. So it'll be interesting to see how they either eliminate or expand his role. He just goes so. like full on Punisher on the rest. I of would the love world. to see him with Irving. Like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be really cool. He, he joins Dark Army. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and just... then yeah. So from there, I think it's probably best to we're leading up to stuff. So forgive the order here, but we're we're gonna move to Price and White Rose. Yeah. And the global currency war that, that seemingly is starting here. Um, so he's addressing Price is addressing the UN, talking about how China isn't backing eCoin and it's a threat to the global markets, and other countries aren't jumping on board because China's not jumping on board because they're backing Bitcoin. Um, and then you get that little private conversation between Price and and um, White Rose, and it's awesome. Drops yeah, don't that. Mis- don't mistake my generosity for generosity. Which is just a killer line. Like, B.D. Wong just kills every scene that he's in. Yeah, agree. And it's yeah, interesting I... be- because uh, the Dark Army or White Rose, whatever the relationship is between them, they want to annex the Congo for some reason. And a lot of people seem to think that that's for some kind of precious metal used for making semiconductors or quantum computers or whatever it is they're doing. But there's definitely something going on there if that's their main focus. Because in the first episode, they drop the, the assistant drops the line when we relocate to the Congo. So, like, what are they relocating to the Congo? Yeah, and is it like whatever this thing is that they're doing with that collider or whatever it is? Or yeah, you mean the Dharma Initiative thing? Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, work in the work in the Swan, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's it's awesome. I mean, we're gonna get more BD Wong throughout the season since it was cast as a series regular now instead of just kind of as they need him. So this is really cool. He's a fantastic actor. I love everything he's in. Yeah. I I also like that, uh, you know, Price is obviously really tense right now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and White Rose is like, well, no matter what we get, like we're going to do stage two anyway. Like, fuck this guy. Yeah, and, uh... <laughs> exactly. In the car where he's just like, we're going to do it anyway. Like, I don't care. Yeah, because he needs show his hand force. slapped or whatever. Yeah, yeah, big show of force. That's that's fantastic. I yeah, so I I am kind of ready. Like I I know last season I was talking about how I kind of wanted to see like Price is at the center or like how Price is involved with all this stuff. Like he had to have known about the five nine attack in order to be like he's like obviously had a contingency plan to capitalize yeah. on it. I kind of now do want to see him get just like knocked down a peg. Oh, and totally. It seems like stage two, like, I don't, I don't know what you think, but like stage two, I feel like has to happen now. Cause it's like, well, there's competing forces pushing for it. Like that's the, that's the current objective. Is it going to go down or is it not? Is Elliot going to win or is the dark army going to win? I ultimately don't think that, um, the dark army or white rose give a shit about those records at all. It doesn't have anything no, yeah. to do with their plan. 
Yeah, I think so, like, they're just that's, using that's it. That's like a, a distraction to keep you off of what's actually going on. The other interesting right, yeah. thing that happened in that conversation between Price and White Rose is when White Rose brings up Angela, where he says, like, oh, I got your little pet project or whatever, and she's it's almost like she's hypnotized, and, like, he uses that word. So it's it's a wonder, like, did they do something to her? Is that, yeah, a, which, is that a thing in this reality? Yeah, like, there's already well, a lot of then, weird stuff going on, but, like, did they do something to her to where she's, you know, complicit in this or is totally cool with it or, you know, forcing their agenda? So I think that'll be interesting to watch develop. Yeah, and it's it's also, like, it's clear that White Rose is very um, is very cognizant of all the things that, that are going on, right? So it it's not entirely clear that White Rose care, and the Dark Army care at all about E-Corp, um, like we said. But it's also, you know, they were able to turn, they said before, we were able to capitalize on Elliot's rage to make all this stuff happen. So, like, they knew E-Corp could be a player in getting what they do want. And so they're just, like, using Elliot and Angela and all these people. It seems like White Rose is very uh, capable of, like, orchestrating events. Oh, right? yeah. Like, White Rose is playing chess and Price is playing checkers. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Um, so from there, um, I want to get into Elliot's like corporate justice montage because that was pretty freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, Elliot. Elliot uh, grew up, as he said. I think he sold out. Want to sell? He may out. have may have sold out. You can see him on the Hard Times website. <laughs> no, I, uh, I that whole monologue that he's giving while he's trouncing all these people, <clears throat> it suspiciously ends in something where. He keeps saying Evil Corp like throughout this montage. And if if you have it recorded on your DVR or you have the ability to go back and watch it, however you, you watch the show, go back and look at the very last time he says Evil Corp and the audio glitches out during the Vill part of that. So it's like in his mind he's rewired it to E Corp and not Evil Corp because like he spent all that time, however long that montage happened to be just ousting people from the company that were abusing it and using it for, you know, wrongdoing where he's saying, maybe it's this necessary evil. Um, maybe in his mind, he's rewired it to be like this potential force for however he wants to wield it. But from the inside. Yeah. He, he does a, like that entire scene. I like that whole montage was great. I liked, uh, you know, he gets, he gets his, his trunk club stuff on. He's like, going into work uh at evil corp and then he's you know he's going through all these like lower level things he's like well i gotta go all i gotta do is convince my manager to convince their manager to convince their manager to convince their manager and then like it doesn't work and he's just like well i'm gonna like fuck this guy uh oh she was screwing some people over the fbi is gonna yeah, want to know about that oust them from the company over yeah. and over again and so the really just, cool thing is he just gets people I, fired I mentioned this to you um before we started recording is you know, the the showrunners use Reddit pretty extensively. And there's this subreddit that's uh, slash r slash inside underscore e underscore corp. And it's filled with a bunch of novelty accounts that are basically people that are quote unquote working at E Corp. And there's a thread posted two years ago because the show takes place in 2015. Like, what's with all the high level executives getting escorted out by the FBI this week? It's like three or four. So like they planted the seeds for this two years ago 
they knew what they were doing two years ago. So they haven't changed their narrative at all. Um, or they just planted the seed and we're just now saying, oh, this is relevant. But they planted the seeds two years ago and they're sticking to their story, which is really, really cool. And there's a lot of just little tidbits out there for people yeah. that want to go look for them. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've kind of capitalized. Like, I feel like Lost really opened up an entire, like, and I know we disagree on how awesome Lost is, but Lost I love really the first half of Lost. Uh, Lost really opened up this sort of idea of what was like possible with sort of, you know, the, the, the ARG, ARG as, yeah. aspects of television. Um, the other thing is I, I like that Elliot is just like getting people fired and arrested from his con. Cause like, I feel like that's what it's like to be in a big corporation. Like you just, oh, your manager that, doesn't agree with you. You just get them fired. You just dream about them. getting them fired. Yeah. That's how no, I mean, America works. I'm, I'm, I don't have that at my current job. Everybody's, you know, pretty good about communicating, but I've had that where it's like, you want to get something passed through and it's not even red tape. It's like red walls you've got to go through. Right. And like, all those people he was talking to are like just completely disconnected from whatever he's telling them. And it's, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, how many meetings do I have today? Oh, I'm feeling sick. I'm not going in because meetings are awful. Right. Um, and a lot of the times you're tr legitimately trying to help. And the other person just could not give two shits left. So frustrating. Yeah. Well, and then um, he, he wins, right? He gets, uh, he gets that he woman does. Yeah. to agree with him, decide with him, and to realize that he's he's trying to help. And she's like, "We're gonna get this in front of the CTO." And I, I was like, "Good job, Elliot. You like, you yeah." Up I wanted to know and tie, and you're like, I wanted to know who the CTO was because obviously it's not Scott Knowles, right? Oh yeah. Like so, who filled that role? The other thing I thought what was really if it was Angela. What if she's been promoted? Would, we just don't know. That would be hilarious. Um. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I, that I thought was really captured very well in that scene is like when you're just trying to work and you've got that annoying coworker flapping in your ear the entire time. That guy that's talking to him like, oh, she oh, likes yeah, me. I can tell by the guy. way she, she would totally <laughs> cheat on her boyfriend for fiance for me. And it's like the universal accepted sign of leave me alone is headphones. And I wish he would have just like put headphones on there. But like. You're just trying to work and someone's just yapping in your ear. It's so good. Yeah. It, that, that was, that was, that was great. I, but, like, I, I really, I, I agree with you. I wish he would have had like headphones or he would have like, I don't know, said something just to be a yeah. jerk. But, um, yeah, I've definitely, definitely been there. <laughs> but the, the downside of this. Offices, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, double edged sword. They're good for some and bad for other. But the downside to this whole scene is that you end it with Elliot's depression is back full swing. Even though he's taking the Zoloft, he's like at home sobbing in his apartment every night. Yeah, which is uh, which is a, a great sort of like it circles back on season one because one of the in the first episode of the show, one of the things that I liked, um, like one of my favorite lines in the first episode of this show in the pilot was when Elliot's like in the corner and says, I hate it when I can't contain my loneliness. Like that yeah. is such a good line. And such like, that was such a good, just like distillation of his character. And now to see that we're going back there and like, he can't really, you know, he sort of can't trust anyone. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't know who's playing. He doesn't feel like he's part of something, which we'll get to. Cause he mentions that later in the episode. Yeah. Um, he, but he doesn't have the morphine to dull that anymore. He's not using yeah. the morphine anymore and he's using zoloft but zoloft isn't helping either and like he can't i'll tell you this 
as someone who has tried both of those things, um, morphine is stronger than Zoloft. (laughs) (laughs) Like a lot. I mean, that's my professional opinion. Your professional opinion? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, As a security operations analyst. (laughs) So, but even... Even so, like Elliot, you know, he's not talking to Darlene, which is, uh, you know, he's very alone. He's very isolated and alone. Um, And, you know. Yeah. And then so, I mean, we're transitioning to Darlene and then she obviously comes back in the mix and says, you know, he. Obviously, the Darlene thing happens after the this scene with Krista that we'll talk about in a little bit where he talks to her and he realizes like, you know, you're, you're a trigger for Mr. Robot. And that's why I'm trying to stay away from you. And she just wanted to tell him happy birthday, so to speak. Um, but then like, you know, he invites her to stay because he doesn't want to be alone. And, you know, he finds her by his computer and he thinks she puts a rootkit on it. And the interesting thing is she doesn't, um, the hack she uses, cause a lot of people in my office were talking about this, like what happened there. It was a hack on the specific kind of monitor he was using, which was um, a Dell monitor uh, where it has like the USB connection on it. And you can abuse that to capture the image off of the monitor, which is a pretty cool uh, thing that they showed off at DEF CON a couple of years ago. So that was, uh, that was kind of neat. Um, but we find out Darlene is, uh, you know, wearing a wire or, you know, working with or for yeah. the feds. Yeah, I I thought it was it was interesting when uh Dom played her the the prison call from, yes. from Tyrell and like that I don't know that kind of broke my heart a little bit cuz Darlene is a character that I keep wanting like I I fully believe now that she's like trying to do the right thing and she's you know she doesn't want all these people to die she really wants to save her brother I feel like that's but now true. she doesn't feel that she can trust him because she, she was left him. out it was of it was heartbreaking to watch that yeah. Um, and it was even more heartbreaking when she, you know, realizes that Mr. Robot has woken up and she says, you know, stay away from me, psycho. And then, like, obviously, Elliot comes back in that moment. And we, you know, that whole scene was kind of heartbreaking to me because there's, uh, there's just, th- there's so much about these characters that, like, you, I just want to see. Darlene and like Elliot end up, you know, having a happy life. <laughs> um, reconciling in some way. Yeah. yeah. Like, like being able to be a family again. And like, it's so heartbreaking to just kind of like see these characters, like see it play out the way that it's playing out. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was a very crazy sort of circumstance, uh, turn of events. Um, and then that even leads to, you know, the FBI is now watching everything that Elliot's doing on his computer and he finds out about it. He like, yeah, he figures it out. I mean, he obviously makes it look like he's looking for a root kit, but he knows what's going on. Like that, that monitor hack is in place. Cause he even said like, what were you doing behind my monitor? Right. Yeah. Right. So that's pretty neat. Um, and then he does this meta fish email, which is really cool. So like I look at, fish emails a lot because I work for a company that does simulated phishing. Um, and for people that don't know, phishing emails are ones that are just 
trying to bait someone into doing something or clicking on something or, you know, getting information from the person who receives it. And that, that email wasn't never intended for Terrell, which is what they show in the show. Um, it was meant for the FBI, which is really cool. Um, so it's like this meta fish kind of email. And then what's even really cool, like even better is if you go to the URL that's in that email and download that file, it's this um it's it's a rar file if you unrar it where you like ignore the errors you get a qr code out of it and the qr code links back to the exploit proof of concept code that was used on that dell monitor so it's just kind of like paying credit a little way of like paying credit back to the person who discovered that exploit on those monitors which is really cool i have one of those monitors upstairs i'm dying to go try it out <laughs> Yeah, I it was I like I liked I also really liked that we got to see Dom again because I don't yes, know she I she's like up there yeah she she's one of my favorite characters for sure um, I liked I liked when she realizes what's going on and she's just like oh fuck yeah so um, question for you do you think that that was when they're looking through the cameras uh, since they're set up above Darlene's apartment do you think that that was Elliot or Mister Robot? I, so I thought about this. I really think it's Elliot. I think Mr. Robot knows what's going on, and Elliot is like trying to figure out what Mr. Robot knows. Right? Yeah. So I, I really think it's Elliot. Like, um, I, I, I think, haven't been able to decide. I've been going back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I like. I I think that. Like, I don't have like. I, we'll find out. I'm sure we'll find out which one it is. Um, but it's Elliot who is planting the seed in the FBI, right? So uh, it's Elliot sits down at his computer and is like, what did Mr. Robot mean when he said she betrayed me? Uh, she yeah. betrayed us. And like... She compromised us. Or is, compromised is, us, is what right? They, like yeah. what? Like it's Elliot trying to figure out what that means. And so I think it's Elliot at Darlene's apartment Right. Trying to investigate. Well, well, we know that the the femtocell also had uh, the ability to get back into the FBI. We don't know like the full extent of what that is being used for. Could be used for. Yeah. 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 I honestly believe that that was meant to be uh, somewhat misleading, where you don't know if it's Mister Robot or you don't know if it's Elliot simply because of it's been very clear so far in the season when Mr. Robot is around. The the light switch flips very clearly in other scenes, like when he's in Angela's apartment um, and you know you're talking to you know him. Um, and whenever Elliot kind of snapped and goes into like rage mode, you know that that's kind of him. And then obviously this the scene that we're leading up to here with Krista in her office. That is clearly him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um but see, and that's that's kind of why I thought it was Elliot too, is that like he just didn't he it didn't have very... any of the lead up, but you're watching it from another character's perspective, not from Elliot's not from like a second person's perspective. You're in like a third person. You're watching yeah, someone watch but it. But you're also but there was also that whole thing last season where Angela was like, it's in the way, like, you always look me dead in the eyes and he always looks away. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's, like, 
Mr. Robot is very confrontational and Elliot is very like, I don't know, like looks down a lot. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's not. Yeah. He's not as, not as, um, confident, I guess, or. Yeah. He doesn't demand the presence that Mr. Robot does usually. Yeah. So. Which is good. Uh, so yeah, so I think I like, I think we'll find out like next episode what the deal is there. Um, but it's probably a good time to let's talk about Krista and Mr. Robot and uh, all that fun stuff. Because that scene, this is like my, this is probably for me the climax of the entire episode is when absolutely, yeah, Krista, like Mr. Ro- like Elliot realizes that, and this is after Darlene leaves, right? Mm-hmm. He realizes like what's happened and he's got to figure it out. And he, so he goes to Krista and says, look, how would this work if you wanted to talk to Mr. Robot? Like, how would I, how would we do that? Like you said, you said you think this will help. And like, she walks him through, kind of hypnotizes him to bring Mr. Robot out. And then there's a confrontation, a standoff between Mr. Robot and Krista. Right. Um, which, which I really thought it was interesting there because Mr. Robot realized that she was subtly guiding him towards providing talking points. And he had to stop himself from talking more than once. Yeah. Which yeah. was, uh, it showed how good she is at her job. Like, she is definitely skilled at what she does. Um, I would say that those several minutes of screen time kind of felt almost like the beginning of a horror movie. Like it was filmed so well in that like the switch between Elliot and Mr. Robot was very, very interesting. And then like, it's almost like whenever the switch first happened and he was quoting Freud and she was able to answer back, it's almost like he was testing her intellectual like level, her IQ almost, or how well she knows her craft. And mm-hmm. she match she matches what he expects of her, so that's why he continues talking to her. Yeah, it was a very good scene. It showed, you know, that she has talent and she's very skilled at what she does, and that she doesn't lose her cool when confronted with this someone who is a completely different type of personality to Elliot's. Yeah, I like th- this scene was was great to me because, um she's obviously trying to help Elliot and, and Mr. Robot, you know, keeps saying like, we were great uh, until you came along. And like, we were fine before all this. Like we, I, I got to get him back on task. I got to get him back to our mission. You're trying to get rid of me. Um, and this whole sort of confrontation between them to me was like all of, like the bulk of the drama in this episode was in this scene. Yes. Like, the just I mean other the, than Joanna getting shot in the head. Yeah, I mean <laughs> Yeah. That was more voyeurism. Um that was a bad Yeah, yeah that's fine. But the uh I do. I think this was the best scene in the episode. The episode to me was like something from season one just dialed up to eleven. Like it had yeah. that season one feel and it had the interesting bits and it was mysterious enough to keep you interested but the pacing was fast and strong and they are moving through the story really well. And yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. One of the things I wanted to talk about, and I, this is a question for you because I can't remember when he's still Elliot in this scene and he's talking to Krista and he says, Oh, you know that when I go back to that day that my dad pushed me out the window, 
And he's like really struggling to say like, I, I, I can't, I definitely told you. I definitely, and she's like, I don't know. And he's like, you know, we would build uh, snowmen. Do you remember when they replayed that whole scene? What was it in season two? Um, or was it towards the end of season one? I can't remember where he actually did get shoved out the window. I don't remember there being snow on the ground. I know. I thought, I swear I thought the same thing. Like this entire, like when they were talking about, it, I was like, I thought I didn't realize this was in the winter. Like, I don't remember there being snow on the ground. Like, yeah. I, I and I couldn't tell if like, I, I don't know, but it even mirrors, like, I guess, you know, I, I will, ha- I'd have to go back and watch the episode to know for sure. Yeah. Um, well, the question, was- the, the the reason why I brought that up was, can we trust the flashbacks? And yeah. I think the answer is no. I don't think that we can. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty clear that we can't trust. Really anything when it comes anything to Elliot. Anything that Elliot yeah. thinks, yeah. Anything that's from Elliot's perspective, we have to take with, uh, some with skepticism. a huge grain yeah. of salt. Yeah. Um, but that what's interesting about that is, is like this was the last kind of good memory that he, like he has with Darlene. Like he, he has this fond memory of building like uh, uh, Macaulay Culkin, uh, like snowman home alone thing. Yeah. And then that's like his last good memory really. Right. Cause then his dad dies, Darlene and him like don't see each other. Uh, for yeah. Like, Cause that's years. when his family finds out about his dad's illness was then that's why he got pushed out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, like, it was really interesting. Um, what, what was, what was also really interesting is I could have sworn that she knew about that. Like that she knew, about him getting pushed out the window. Like I even thought that like, I don't know if maybe, maybe the show is just like messing with my psyche, but uh, <laughs> like, I, I even thought like, even when he said that, like I assumed she knew. Yeah. I didn't think that she did. I thought that that all came to be while he was in the transition between prison and such in season two, like where you actually get that flashback. Yeah. Because I remember us talking about where, you know, he names the store Mr. Ro- You're getting those Elliot, June, like, Elliot is a child flashbacks where, like, they name the store. The guy uh, accuses his son of stealing, you know, $20 um, the day when they drive back from the store and then him getting pushed out the window. Yeah. And that all happened in season two as far as I know. But, like, um, I don't think it was with Krista at all. Yeah, that's that's true. Because she I, wasn't very heavy in season two, right? Because she was really at all. Like, yeah, yeah, she was like barely. Re- she was very reluctantly uh, seeing him. Also, something that's interesting to talk about this scene before I forget about it is the change of location, like the set change to her home office. Yeah, because thought, of the like, maintenance and the utilities and stuff. Yeah, I can't. Like, I think it's interesting because it seems like Elliot is also more trusting of Krista in this episode than in the past. And yes. I don't know, like, like to me, I just thought it was like a, a, a great sort of um, reinforcement of that fact because it's a more personal setting. Like, it's her home office, which means, you know, like, it, it, it just... Her it clients like know good, where she lives and... 
yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like um, that. Um, I like the relationship between them. I like where that's going. Um, because it's very clear that Elliot is going to keep taking both him and Mr. Robot there. Mr. Robot really doesn't have a choice about that if Elliot's the one that leads him there. Right. Yeah. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see where that goes. Obviously, <clears throat> um, you know, people with DID, they may not get to choose who's, you know, driving, so to speak. So it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of plays out. Yeah, and in this case, it's they're so like against each other that it's it's you know in a lot of ways. Yeah, they're they're not unified like they were towards the middle of season two, right? Where they yeah. kind of had to come together and like you know if I win when they're doing the uh, chess in the park, you know like if I win, I'm in control. If you win, you're in control. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see where this plays out. Especially now that um, I'm pretty sure um, we're going to get more. Obviously, I would expect to see Tyrell next episode, um, just based on Joanna dying. Um, yeah, that that's going to have to resolve pretty pretty soon, I think. Um, they're, but they're flying through content at a really really good pace. So yeah. either they're going to slow down at some point, or they're going to resolve that and the show's going to keep on trucking. Like I hope that it's the latter. Cause like one of the, one of the biggest drawbacks of season two was that the pace slowed down to such a point where like, it, it kind right, of it, felt a little bit like it was dragging at times. And we talked about this last episode where like he spent way too much time in the prison. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I hope they keep the, the pace up this, this episode. And it's clearly that um, there's one camp that's trying to do one thing. And it's amazing because Darlene is trying to get Elliot to throw Tyrell under the bus. Elliot is trying to keep any further issues from happening, which is really what Dom is trying to do as well. So they're like unknowingly on the same team. But at the same time, Mr. Robot is also working with Tyrell um, and, you know, pushing whatever the dark army's big picture is. So it's, it's, it's interesting that, everyone's at play there and especially considering the part of Elliot that he doesn't control is now the criminal element at least from the current storyline right yeah yeah and how do you punish that if like if he were to get implicated what's the punishment there like (laughs) I mean probably in our in our legal system he would go to prison absolutely again yeah right or be institutionalized in some way yeah um yeah, I what's interesting is like I I think it would be interesting and I said this last episode if Elliot joined Dom to like stop this thing. Right. Um I don't know. The, because then uh, that would mean he's joining Darlene again too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um and Darlene is clearly picked aside. Uh I think she's just trying to save some semblance of normal for herself at this point. Yeah. 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 She doesn't but want she, to be the one running the revolution. And but she also wants Elliot back, right? Like right. like I, I think you know that that's especially clear from this episode where you know he tells her, like, you're my trigger and I have to stay away from you. And right. or, or he well he he says like she asks, like, why can't we see each other? And he says, you know why. And she makes him say it, right? Like, she wants him to to deal with it. 
Right. Um, but then there's, uh, from like her perspective, there's also the seeds of doubt, like the F society video that was uploaded talking about explosions. Like whoever uploaded that clearly knows about stage two, you know, blowing up that the UPS is. Yeah. Um, she didn't know about that and it was on the same account. And then she also didn't know about Tyrell talking to uh, Elliot um, from the prison system. So it leads me to believe that it was probably Tyrell that recorded that video. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I thought it was Tyrell. So, I mean, she doesn't know as much as she thought she did. And, you know, it's kind of disappointing to be left out of something that you thought you were a key player of right so it's well, interesting and she also thinks that she was lied to i mean she was lied to she was elliot. lied to yeah right? but elliot may not even realize he's lying to somebody because he's you know two separate people living in one body so right yeah yeah so uh that's that's probably a good place for us to wrap up um, i mean I, I do want to mention that he has flipper back oh yeah uh, that's right I, oh man i'm glad you didn't <laughs> let me forget about that <laughs> Yeah. It's it's really interesting too because the guy's talking about like taking care of the dog, and the dog like you know, shitting all over the house, and like I have a dog that shits all over the house or used to, um, and we you know talked to the vet about it and it was because they said like the dog is anxious when we're not home, and uh, it's like this separation anxiety mm-hmm. thing and so like our dog is on Prozac, literally <laughs> still has QWERTY right. Yeah, yeah. He's so. Cordy's living the life, man. Got that he's, high ride. he's not next to a window right now. No. No, we're which, gonna hear about that at some point. Yeah, which was like the whole like his whole problem was that he wanted to be next to a window. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't have anything else. I don't know if you did. Yeah, no, that was that was it for me. I'm glad you didn't let me forget about about Flipper. That was, I mean, <laughs> almost did. All uh, right. Uh, I guess I'm a dog person now, so I've got a got to yeah. represent. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We will be back next week. Um, with a whole new episode of Bonsoir Elliot. Uh, and if you could, uh, you can get us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at BonsoirCast. We'll see you next week. Later, everybody.